Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast. This show is brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature Disney wedding updates, money saving tips, and interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney couples. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Christine Gallant about her ceremony at the Grand Hall on the Disney Wish cruise ship and her celebration at the Bayou. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose this ship and the locations, how she planned everything, and how it all turned out. So welcome, Christine. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I always like to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiancé decided that you wanted to have your wedding on the Disney Cruise Line. So it was actually something we hadn't planned at all. My husband was never one for a Disney lover like me. We went to Disney for the first time a couple years ago, and he ended up proposing to me there. It was completely unexpected. And then when we were planning it, we were trying to plan it around my father at the time, he had Parkinson's and Mm -hmm. we wanted a destination wedding, but we wanted something that we could actually have him at. So we chose to do the Disney wish and we thought that would be great for all of them because Dan and my father are very much Marvel nerds. So it was something that we thought that they could both kind of bond over in a way. And So when we heard about the Disney Wish, we thought that was the perfect place for us. That's great. So then how did your friends and family react when they found out that your wedding was going to be on a cruise ship? It was a little mixed. I think it was hard for a lot of our family anyway, because it was during the pandemic and his family is from Canada. So we were trying to think of the best solution as to what would be neutral ground in a way. So we thought that a destination wedding would kind of make it easier on everyone so that it wasn't like some people were traveling while others weren't. His family isn't really, they're more horror movie fans, whereas I grew up with Disney. So some of them were a little surprised because that wasn't my husband's, you know, go-to. But they all ended up being super supportive at the end. My family was not surprised, but excited. And at the end, some people couldn't make it just because of the cost and everything with the vaccinations that and all the other COVID requirements they had at the time, it made it a little more difficult. Right. Okay. So then how many guests did you invite and how many were able to be there? So it was kind of an open invitation. I would say we invited maybe 20, and we ended up having 11. We kind of wanted a smaller thing anyway, so it it worked out pretty well for us. We also met some people there as well on the bus to the cruise, and they ended up showing up for the wedding. Oh, that's cool. (laughs) Yeah, it was was definitely an exciting vacation for sure. That's great. 
So then it sounds like originally you were going to have your ceremony on Castaway Key and then a hurricane prevented that. Can you talk a bit about how you chose that location and then did they give you options for the backup or did you just end up like, how did that work? (laughs) It's a really funny story, actually. I'm glad I can laugh about it now because I was pretty stressed out leading up to the day we got there. I wasn't even aware that, you know, the weather was going to be that bad. But we basically got to the port and they basically handed us a paper that said, hey, we are no longer going to the Bahamas. We are going to Mexico. Mm. So me and Dan are just looking at each other like, "Okay, I guess our wedding venue is out. So we ended up meeting with our wedding coordinator. Things were really crazy getting on the ship. There was a medical emergency for the cruise before us. So we were already a couple hours late. So a lot of the employees were running around. It was really crazy. And when we finally sat down with our wedding coordinator, she basically told us, hey, we're obviously not going to Castaway. We are going to do the Grand Hall. And she kind of walked us through everything. But we weren't really given a choice in anything. We were supposed to be getting married at 10 in the morning. And they ended up having us switch to two o'clock in the afternoon. So we had to rearrange all of the hair and all of that. And then of course, a lot of the things that we had brought at the time, it was all for, you know, a beach wedding. I had, you know, certain shoes because I didn't want to wear heels on the beach and we had bubble blowers and we weren't allowed to use them for the grand hall. So we had to really kind of think on our toes a little bit, but it all really came together well at the end. That's great to hear. And then having your celebration in the bayou, was that always the plan or was that another last minute switch? Yes, that was always the plan. And it definitely, I was so happy that that part worked out well because that was what we were really wanting the most for all the venues. Got it. And I take it Disney refunded you the difference in the venue fee, right? Because you weren't getting married on Castaway Key? So... (laughs) They didn't really refund us anything. What ended up happening was at the end of everything that had happened during the whole cruise, we had a couple mishaps. And when we finally talked to someone maybe a month later, they gave us some money back, but it wasn't really for the wedding. And then they told us that they would kind of give us a 20% off for a future cruise which was appreciated. And we're actually going on a cruise in the end of April now. So I mean, we have that to look forward to. But I think that the Grand Hall and Castaway are the same price. And that's probably why they put us there. But other than that, they don't really have a lot of other, at least at the time, there weren't many other options because it was such a new ship. Interesting. Okay. So then did you do anything to customize the standard cruise collection package elements like your cake or your bouquet? Yeah. So for florals, we didn't really customize anything. We just did the solid French rose and we went with like lilac and ivory. But we did choose to do the nautical cake, which it was a really cute cake and really well themed. The top tier was orange almond amaretto. And the bottom was vanilla with lemon filling. Dan, he actually works in culinary. So that was kind of something that he really did well with, picking all the different flavors. And I just kind of went along for the ride there. (laughs) 
And then for the celebration, did you do first dances or have a DJ or anything like that? So we did a first dance for my husband and I. And then after we did that, we have a six-year-old daughter. So there was a father-daughter dance there as well. Oh, that's great. Now, you talked about having to move your hair and makeup appointments. So did you use the salon on the ship for your hair and makeup for the wedding? I did for my hair. I was a little stressed because makeup-wise, I really wanted, you know, everyone wants to look their best for their wedding day. And I had heard that it can be hit or miss for the makeup. So I ended up having to do that myself. And I basically spent a couple months ahead of time trying out different makeup products and just really trying to find a look that looked wedding worthy. And then, of course, you know, when I'm getting my hair done in the Untangled Salon, his mom came with me and she started trying to pass me all these glasses of champagne. And I was like, <laughs> I have to do my makeup still. So <laughs> I wanted to at least know what I was doing. <laughs> now, a lot of times when couples have weddings or vow renewals on the cruise, they bring their own photographers. Can you talk about how you decided to go with the ship's photography for your event? Sure. So we chose to go with the ship's photography just because for us, we wanted pictures, but they didn't have to be perfect. Some of the pictures, I know that in the past they had a couple mishaps and sometimes people were disappointed, but I guess they switched who they work with now. And hmm. the photographer we had was actually amazing. We were so incredibly grateful that he was our photographer we liked that it was a cheaper option because a lot of the photographers who you bring with you, you're paying for their stateroom and their photography fees. And for us, that was something that we didn't want to work into our budget. So I, I feel like it all worked out pretty well for us. And we were actually pleasantly surprised. We first met him the first night of the cruise and he kind of walked up and introduced himself which we weren't expecting, and it was really appreciated. And we kind of talked a little bit about what we were hoping for. And we had photographers throughout the entire cruise just coming up to us and saying, Robert is the best. You're going to look amazing on your wedding day, and he's going to really bring all your pictures together nicely. So we felt very lucky that we were able to have that experience. That's fantastic. Now, how does it work with the products now? Do they just give you like a website where you can download all your images from or do you still have to pick photo products before you get off the ship? It was funny because before we got on the ship, we had talked with our coordinator about what our options were because we only wanted the USB option. And originally that wasn't something that they were offering at the time. And then right before our cruise, she reached out to us and said, hey, you can do the USB only option. So that was what we had been expecting. So what happens with that is once you're done, they'll give you like 24 to 48 hours, depending on how long your cruise is. And then you'll meet them and they'll give you all of whatever you ordered. And they will have you pay for whatever you're still needing to pay for. And when we got there, we were expecting to just be handed a USB and that was it. And that was one of the things that kind of went a little wrong on the cruise because we got there and 
they weren't aware that our coordinator was telling people that you could do the USB only. So we ended up having to choose a bunch of pictures that we wanted and we had to pay a little bit more for that. And so what they do then is they'll sit you in front of a computer that has all the pictures and a slideshow and they'll have a piece of paper where you write down which ones you want. So you're able to pick and choose that way and then they print them off and they'll give them back to you either the day you're leaving or 24 hours later. Interesting. But you didn't have to pick ones to go on the USB, right? They just gave you everything on the USB? Yeah. Okay. So then can you give my listeners a timeline of how the wedding day ran? The day started around, I I probably got up around 8, 9 o'clock. We had scheduled my hair appointment for 11. So I went with his mom to go get breakfast and we just kind of relaxed for a bit. He actually went to get his hair done that day in the Hooks Barbary. So that was kind of nice for him. He took his nephew. And then at about 11 o'clock, I went to go get my hair done. It didn't take very long, probably about an hour tops. And then I went back to my room to get my makeup done. And then everyone else goes to where your wedding location is. And my wedding coordinator, Melissa, actually comes to get me. So... When she came to get me, it was maybe 2, 2.15. And then she brought me down into the Grand Hall, and I actually walked down the Grand Staircase. After that, we had our ceremony, and they actually used the ceremony that he and I had wrote for each other, which was really nice. It's about, I believe it was like a 10, 15-minute ceremony. And then we took some pictures And then everyone went to the bayou for the reception. And he and I took a couple more pictures before heading over there. And then they announced us coming into the bayou. Then we had our first dance and a toast. And then he had his father-daughter dance with our daughter. And our family isn't really one for dancing, so that was about as far as we got for the dancing. So we just all listened to music and we ate cake, which was amazing. And then before we knew it, the day was basically over. We did do the extra hour of photography. So Robert took us around the ship and we took more pictures, which we really enjoyed. We're not really the type of people who enjoy getting our our pictures taken, but It was a really fun experience, and we were both surprised by how much we enjoyed it. That's awesome. So then one thing you did add was a portrait session in Epcot after the cruise or before the cruise? I believe they won't let you do it before the cruise, just in case someone decides to cancel last minute. But we did it the day after we got back. So it was a pretty early morning. We did it with Michael Vu, who was amazing. And it was around the time that they were starting to tell people they couldn't do the two-hour sessions anymore. So we were really lucky that we were able to do a two-hour Epcot session because they have those early extra magic hours going on right now. It was a really great session, and we had a lot of fun with that as well. 
That's great. How did you choose Epcot? We really liked how romantic the environment was there. Honestly, it's a bit of a cheaper option compared to Magic Kingdom, and we liked the atmosphere better. And I, I feel like it was just a little more fun. It, it came off more bridal to us. So that was why we went with that. Um, he, he's also from Canada, and I'm from America. So it was kind of fun being able to take pictures in Canada and all these other places. So it, it just, I guess it had more meaning to us. I see. Okay, great. So then, when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? I would say photography was important to us, but we were more concerned with the park shoot compared to getting the pictures done on the ship. And other than that, I think we were just looking to enjoy ourselves and kind of look at it like a vacation for our entire family. It was the first time he actually saw his family since before the pandemic. And it was wow. a really moving moment for him. It, it had been maybe five years. And so for him, it was like seeing his mom for the first time in so long and seeing his family members again. It was such a great experience. And it really made us realize how great it was that we were able to do this type of experience and at the end of the day, it didn't really matter where it was or what we were doing as long as we were all together. That's wonderful. Were there any aspects that were less important where you maybe saved your money or just your effort? We didn't pick a lot of different extras that I know that you could have picked. And since it was the Disney Wish, we also didn't have many options that a lot of other cruise weddings have, like they didn't have any extra reception time or any other options in terms of that for us at that point. So it was just pretty simple. We were comfortable saving money by not bringing our own photographer just because for us that wasn't, you know, the most important thing. And then other than that, nothing really that we were trying to save money on or spend extra money on. I guess it was just kind of like the cruise itself was kind of like spending that kind of money for us. Got it. Okay. So out of all of this, what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? The moment I keep going back to is when I first got to the stairs and I heard At Last I See the Light from our pianist, Matthew, and I kind of looked down the stairs and my husband was kind of getting teary-eyed and he's not the type of person to ever show emotion like that. So it was kind of, it took me by surprise. I wasn't really expecting it. And I know a lot of people talk about how brides, when they're walking down the aisle, they kind of do it in slow motion. I thought I was doing it in slow motion, but apparently I was basically running and, uh, <laughs> So I guess I was a little excited to get there and just kind of be with him holding hands and kind of just living in the moment. But that's probably the moment I keep going back to as one of my favorites. I also, I really enjoyed the extra hour of photography that we did. 
I wasn't expecting to enjoy it that much, but it was really fun. And even the Epcot photography that we did, it, it was really fun just to be able to see the parks, you know, before they're really open. And you kind of get to see things backstage. Michael is amazing. He talks about how he likes to set the stage and tell the story of the two people who fell in love. And he was amazing at getting us to kind of come out of our shells and enjoy ourselves. And, you know, we're walking around the park with him and he's just kind of telling us little facts about, you know, Epcot and different things that we never would have known otherwise. And we just thought that was a really nice touch. He was such a professional and amazing photographer. That's wonderful. Now, you talked a bit about the photos. Was there anything else that went wrong or just didn't turn out like you expected? I would say that the entire vacation, everything that we were expecting to happen didn't happen. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. I'm definitely the type of person who likes to plan everything out to a T. I literally had our itineraries printed and I knew what we were going to be doing on what days. And my husband always makes fun of me for that. But I'm always that type of person who if something, you know, goes wrong, I want to know what we're going to be doing next. And from the moment we got to Florida until the moment we left, there was a lot that you know, went wrong, starting with the Disney Cruise Line transfers that we had set up for our family members. Apparently, the Disney Cruise Line director who shows up to your resort in the morning to take you to the port, he didn't realize that our family was at the resort with us. He thought they were at the airport. So there were people waiting for them at the airport. So that took a little bit of uh, some you know, maneuvering around and making sure there was enough room for them to come with us on the bus. And then uh, when we got to the port and we found out that, you know, we weren't going to the Bahamas anymore, that was definitely inexperienced to say the least. But it kind of went along with the theme of our wedding and what we wanted to say to each other on our wedding day, how even when things go wrong, there's no one I'd rather be with. So we also got stuck in an elevator <gasps> the night before our wedding, which, oh no. I mean, yeah, it's, uh, the Disney Wish has very interesting elevators. The buttons are touch, I guess, like touch screen. So a lot of people, when they're in the elevator, they'll kind of lean up against the buttons and they'll all kind of, you know, turn red. <gasps> and then you're going on every single floor of the ship, which is really fun. But for us, it was just my husband, myself and our nephew. And we ended up getting stuck in the elevator for a half hour and the buttons weren't working to let them know that we were stuck. <gasps> so we had to use our phone to like message our family members to go to tell the people on the ship. And uh, that was that was definitely we were laughing about it at the end. But uh it was kind of like one of those moments, you know, where you would see it in a rom-com, someone <laughs> getting married and they get stuck in an elevator the night before. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm so glad that it all turned out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
my husband says that it's probably because of my type A personality. Life just kind of wanted to throw us for a loop there. So, I mean, I, I honestly, even with everything that went wrong, it was definitely a magical experience. And I don't think I would have changed any of it. Oh. So then was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were worried about and then it turned out not to be a big deal? The one thing I guess I would say is when you're a bride and you're planning everything, you have a a very special vision of what you want. And I know we all do it, even if, you know, you're not really a romantic person or, you know, you don't want roses and all that, but we all still have an idea of what we want for our wedding day. And even if it doesn't happen the way you want, it's still with the person you want and you'll be able to look back on that later and laugh. And they say that, you know, when it rains on your wedding day, it's good luck. So I'm hoping a hurricane kind of puts us, you know, (laughs) in the good luck category there for sure. (laughs) Do you have any other tips or advice for future couples who might be interested in getting married or renewing their vows on the cruise line? I would say just enjoy it every second of it even the planning ask tons of questions when you're talking to your coordinators because sometimes they're hard to get a hold of if they go on vacation or you know they have to try out all the ships and make sure that everything is going according to plan so they're not always going to be by a computer or a cell phone so when they're talking to you ask all the questions you have don't be afraid to ask everything. Um, That's what they're there for. And definitely one thing I'm very glad that I did is I went to a makeup store and I asked tons of questions. I tried different products and I just kind of played around with it for a couple months before the wedding so that, you know, even if you don't plan on doing it yourself, it's nice to have a backup plan just in case. Especially if, you know, even if someone does your makeup for you, but you're dancing and sweating a little bit, sometimes it's nice to just be able to, you know, fix it. Um, So there's nothing wrong with kind of practicing makeup techniques along the way. And other than that, just enjoy yourself. I feel like if I could go back, the one thing I would change is how much I stressed about it beforehand. And then even with everything that went wrong, it was still perfect in the end. So there, there wasn't a need for me to stress as much as I did. Hmm. That's great advice. Well, Christine, I think you've offered a lot of wonderful tips and advice for anyone who's interested in getting married on the cruise line. And I appreciate your taking the time. Yeah, thank you for talking with me. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com, or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at FairyTaleWeddingsGuide.com. <laughs>